Sports, 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 the quarantined cruise ship of nice. sports and culture. Coming from Park Place Arts in Anderson, Indiana, with me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who is absent tonight and cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> and in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen. Gentleman. Gentleman. Just one. Just singular. Uno. Yes. The singularity, if yes. you will. <laughs> we have reached it. <laughs> we have reached it. Here we are. The two of us. Yes. The singularity. Yes. <laughs> Episode 128. Reed, how are you? I feel pretty good. Pretty good? I think we both feel better than Rowdy, who has yes. the coronavirus. Uh, something similar. First known case of the coronavirus in Indiana. In in uh, Arsenal Heights. Yes. across Indianapolis. Yes, that's right. He said he's had like the flu for a week. Dude. Did he touch us last week? Do I have the flu? It was probably all that research he did about Barkley. Barkley? It was was, uh, Barkley's birthday party. He he, uh, partied too hard. Too hard for Barkley. What was the name of that game? Dude, Barkley, Super Jam, Gaiden. Uh, You're pretty much nailing it. Nuclear, uh, Chaos Dunk. So uh, I don't know. I zoned out for about 90% of that. As you should. (laughs) But he said at the end, uh, the actual name of the entire game, and I realized it, I don't know, the next day, Uh the the whole name of the game, uh, which if you haven't listened to the episode, go back. I don't know. What does that take? It feel it felt like days. It took at least twenty five to thirty minutes. Okay, so thirty yeah. minutes of explaining <laughs> the game, and the full title of the game is Tale of, Tales of Games presents Chef Boyardee's <laughs> Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guidan Chapter One of the Hoops Barkley Saga. <laughs> It yeah, it was something. Wow! But uh, he's and not- YouTube it because you can watch like seven hours of a guy playing every level and beating the game and reading every oh. screen. That's right. But he Roddy's not here this- tonight. No, he's not. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? We could stay on track, or we could not. It could be boring. Well, I mean, we could start talking politics. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, let's start talking trails. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> While you're listening to this uh, on your podcast app, go ahead and give us that rating. Give us that like. Tell a friend. Reach out to a friend. Text them this. Is that? Can you do that? Share. It's the share button. Smash That's that what, button. Smash that like button. Um, airdrop. Ooh, airdrop it. Yes. But then we're being you iPhone centric. what we missed on the cold open is we could have done a Harvey Weinstein cold open. That was probably more. Uh, that was wild. Do we want to get into this? That was wild. That he gets. He gets. Uh, has he been? He convicted, hasn't been Has not yet, been right? sentenced, but immediately. First off, what happens out of the with all these horrible trolls who uh, somehow are, are able to put on these human suits for like sixty-five years, and then the minute they get accused of anything, they got this, a walker. The, yeah, the walker. So the, Michael Jackson defense. He started that. Another groundbreaking move by Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, umbrellas <laughs> and soft pants. Have you seen the moonwalk? Well, I have, <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen The Walker? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like with uh, same with Cosby. All of a sudden he went blind and had to be led into the courtroom by Nation of Islam members. What is that? I don't know. Does the guilt just finally eat at you to the point where you, you I think it's a last I think it's a last ditch effort to feel sorry for, for me. pity? Does I mean, it work? did you did you read that his defense was look at me? I'm disgusting. No woman would ever want me. They did it out of their own empathy. Sure. Okay. 
Look at me, I'm disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, I'd like to, uh, uh, if it pleases the court, if, I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to admit Exhibit A. May I approach the bench? Hand <laughs> the, me my walker. This is, uh, this is a glamour shot of, yeah. my, of my client. <laughs> Obviously, I got this at the Lafayette Square Mall. <laughs> He's disgusting. Yeah, look at I mean, look, look at, at him. Just look. Yeah, the defense rests. <laughs> yes, look at him. <laughs> so bad. Oh man, I I don't get it. I have no pity for him. None at all. I don't know who would, but I I really don't understand how anybody thinks in his position that he's going to get get any pity points no. for coming in on. He's going to die in prison, right? And then did you see that he had chest pains? He might die today. Did you see that he had chest pains on the way to Rikers? Yeah. Never made it. Oh, really? Which uh, which I read an article where they were saying that's already privileged because if you have chest pains after you've been convicted of rape on your way to Rikers, they're going to say, mm, all right, we'll send you to the infirmary once we get you booked. Right, and, right. And in Baltimore, you might not even make it. Jumpsuit. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. You know what? The other thing is, don't know if this was a Miramax film, pretty sure that's how uh, Face Off started. I do not. I think Miramax. I think Travolta and uh, Nick Cage were too big for Miramax back then. I don't then. know, man. I'm pretty sure that's how Face Off started. Mir- I will say this: Miramax put out when you and I worked at Blockbuster. Yes. At the at the ultimate apex of Miramax films, mm-hmm. they put out some good movies. They put out some great, great movies. movies. Yeah, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, Chasing Amy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain to kids under, like, I don't know, 35 what, what a blockbuster, blockbuster is? Blockbuster videos where you went to uh, rent VHS, which is reel-to-reel film, in a cassette <laughs> tape reel-to-reel. that you put into yeah. a VCR player. Magnetic tape. And you rented them. Be yeah. kind, rewind. That's right. I have a shirt that says that. <laughs> yes. I got it for Christmas. It has a Blockbuster logo, and it says, be kind, rewind. Oh, nice. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a crazy... You know... One thing, if you have a VCR listed on eBay, they go for hot, cold, hard cash. If they work, yeah, right? they got to be in working order. But we're talking eighty to a hundred and a half for a VCR wow. on eBay. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes, better than Betamax. <laughs> yeah, Betamax. How you doing out there? Uh, yeah, Blockbuster was uh, it was a brick and mortar Netflix. It was, and remember, we worked with a guy by the name of Bill who told us that at some point Blockbuster is going to die because you're going to be able to watch any movie you want on your TV, in your living room, whenever you want. Right. And we all looked at Bill and said, okay, Bill, <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. And looky here, on demand, Netflix. Yeah. But isn't that a little... Uh, guy was ahead of the craze, probably a billionaire now. Mm, uh, he, he is a bill. You well, know. that's true. Uh, isn't that a little bit of confirmation bias, bias only that I say I say that because Bill had a lot of at-bats. He did have a lot of, that's true. Bill said a lot of he crazy stuff. He also had a lot of guns. Yeah. <laughs> Bill said a lot of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, he did. And we're only remembering the things that were that's right. True. We're not remembering all the things he said that were wrong. That's true. Yeah. Bill was the guy that got me into Kurt Vonnegut, though, too. Oh, Bill was yeah. sage. Yeah. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, he was also a heathen. Yeah. 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 I think he said, uh, well, that might have been the other guy, but that NASCAR was going to be bigger than the Super Bowl. <laughs> Jeff Lee. Jeff Lee. The <laughs> yeah, flea. The yeah. flea. <laughs> uh, we've gone too far. Hey, Reed, how about some sports? Well, how about it? 
Uh, Kobe's Memorial 22420. Kobe Bryant had his memorial service as well as his daughter Gigi at, at Staples Arena. Staples Arena, yeah. Uh, in Los Angeles, California on Monday, 224, because Gigi's number was two and Kobe's number, second number, was 24. Oh. Post rape allegations, number was 24. Right. Sorry, Dennis. Right. Um, I happened to catch the whole thing because I was folding laundry and turned on the tube and it was on <laughs> it was CNN. A- MSNBC, ESPN, like those, I have like five channels that I always watch, and it uh-huh. was on about four of them, so I thought, nice. oh, hell, I'll give this a go. It was on E, huh? No, not E, Bravo. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> yes! Sorry, I Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, so I just decided I'd give it a give it a go. Beyonce opened it up. Nice. Singing. Uh-huh. It was actually pretty interesting. Jimmy Kimmel was the quote-unquote host is that what you want from a memorial? Hey, that was interesting. Well, it was interesting because of the Jimmy following. Jimmy Kimmel was a host? Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel was the MC, kind of. Um, it was like a roast? There Comedy had, Central roast? Um, his wife, Vanessa, spoke, mm-hmm. which was uh, the probably 20, 25 minutes. That mm-hmm. was uh, emotional speech. And then we heard from Shaq. Oh, yeah. Who had a great little one-liner, expletives included. But yes, he, that uh, was amazing. You saw that one where he said, uh, you know, Big Shot Bob and Derek Fisher and everybody's complaining that Kobe doesn't pass. And uh-huh. so Shaq goes up to Kobe and says, hey, there's no I in team. He said, yeah, but there's an M-E and an M-F-er. And then Shaq turns around and goes, he ain't passing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty yeah, good. And that's the day that Kobe earned his respect. That's yeah. right. Michael Jordan had a great speech. He started crying again and admitted that now he's got another five years of crying memes ahead of <laughs> yep, him. Yep, so yep. he was self-deprecating. That yep. was really good. First time he's ever done that? Yeah. He probably had a bet on him crying. No he's doubt. Like, Give me 10000 yeah. on me and crying. And his dad ain't sitting in a Lexus anymore, so he can keep betting. Yowzers! <laughs> That's the only reason he went and played baseball. We, yeah, we can get in that yeah, conspiracy yeah, 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 later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we definitely will. Uh, or I maybe think, we have. I think we should... Uh, let's let's side, uh, sidebar this real quick. Gladly. Let's open up the curtain. Yeah. Get behind the scenes. I think we should have a summer of conspiracies. Like a book a book. I'm club. already in. Uh, so every week... Either we can cover a, a, a sport personality uh-huh. that that is like shaped us in some way, or like that it. we find interesting, or a conspiracy like that. I love it. What is? But yes. I do have a problem with calling it a conspiracy when it's when it's true, factually accurate. Yeah, which is the highest form of accuracy is factually accurate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not just sort of accurate, <laughs> no, no, not no. close, no. but on the nose. Yeah. Yes. This fact is accurate. Yes, yes. I right. love it. All right, continue. Uh, who else spoke? Uh, well, Christina Aguilera sang Ave Maria, bad audio, mm. uh, or uh, on her part. Well, not on her part, on Staples Arena part. Mm-hmm. Um, Alicia Keys played Moonlight Sonata, Beef Oven's Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> really? And can you tell I'm ready for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure yes, 3? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she had sheet music out and looked like she was really having trouble. I mean, it sounded great, but she was really having, like, getting into reading the music. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. I'm not a piano player. I took violinist. A uh, pianist. I took violin for five or six years when I was a kid. And I'm thinking, Moonlight Sonata seems kind of like it should be in everybody's quiver. Yeah. You think? And so you got the sheet music out, and but hey, maybe she was nervous. I don't know. Alicia Keys sounded great. I I did hear one note that she missed. But Ooh. Other than that, it was good. Um, other than that, the best though speech. But the, the, the what is it? The FCC will probably get 
a letter from you. Yes. About how offensive that was. Yeah, she, it was that uh, fifth finger, that mm-hmm. pinky note. She, yeah. missed, she missed one. Miss finger. Although it could have been bad audio, too. I'll chalk it up to Christina Aguilera's yeah. performance. But the best speech, eulogy, uh, of the night was from uh, Diane Taurasi, okay. WNBA Taurasi, star. Yeah. Uh, WNBA scoring leader, uh-huh. three-time WNBA champion, uh-huh. 2009 MVP. You know that's right. Nine-time All Star, uh-huh. four-time gold medalist. <laughs> that's right. Rookie of the year in the WNBA. Uh-huh. UConn great, uh-huh. and also known as the White Mamba. Yep. Yep. She was talking possibly to- a 2020 uh, uh, Olympian as well. Really? They're talking about bringing her back. For Why the team. wouldn't you? her and Sue Bird? Oh, one last round. Sick. All that right. would be sick. Yep. But she's talk. She really was talking more about Gigi and how Kobe was was all about women's basketball. The theme of it was a girl dad. Mm-hmm. You're a girl dad. Did you know you were a girl dad? That's a. Did you know a, being a girl dad was a thing? I well, I learned about it after um, there was a helicopter crash. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Mrs. Bryant right. is suing the helicopter company. Yeah, I thought I we'd get into that. Yeah. We wondered if rich get gonna... richer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they don't. I don't know if it applies in this but situation. Do we know that it was a mechanical failure? No. They, I this is the you, investigation. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you sue people to get investigations? Well, Maybe you, you do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any I don't, money. Enough money to yeah. sue people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not investigating anything <laughs> right. either. Well. There's okay. A, there's a lot of dominoes that have to fall <laughs> before right. I'm investigating a be helicopter. Line, company. Gotta have it all lined up, <laughs> yeah. man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> But she had one of the greatest lines, one of the greatest burns I've heard in a very long time. She was talking about Gigi and how she's 13 years old and was a budding star as a basketball oh, yes, player. Yes, 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 yes. She wanted to go to UConn. She had been, uh, Kobe had taken her into the UConn locker room to meet the players, and she had met Diana uh, many times. And she uh-huh. said, Look, I mean, who has a turnaround fadeaway jump shot at 13? Yeah. And she looks right over at LeBron and goes, yeah. LeBron barely got one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah, did yeah. not even smile. Love it. She didn't crack. She didn't blink. She didn't. I mean, it was just like, yo, Bron, look at the resume, son. Yeah. I ball out. <laughs> I got a better resume than you yeah. do. How many medals you got? You know, how many? How Less many? Uh, yeah. How many college stats do you have? Zero, Zero, sir. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. It was hilarious. Although... Bad production for whoever was running the production at Staples because they did not even show LeBron the entire uh, service. It was like probably an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. I saw Magic. I saw Harden. I saw Westbrook. They uh, showed D-Wade a couple times. D-Wade, Shaq, Jordan, Bill Russell, Jerry West, the whole nine. Mrs. Buss. I mean, all of the Laker people. Yeah, James Jenny, Worthy. Jenny Buss. Jenny Buss. James Phil Worthy. Jackson there? Phil Jackson was there. with Every time they showed him, his eyes was closed. His Wait, eyes were who, closed. Who? Phil Jackson. Oh, yeah. His eyes were closed. He was just in deep meditation. He was, he was meditating. Just, he was in yeah. his teepee. Yeah, or he, yurt. Yeah, he was triangulating. Yeah. But it was interesting. It was, it was pretty cool. How did you um, feel about it afterwards? Did it change anything you felt about celebrity dying? I never liked Kobe when he was playing. Uh-huh. I always thought that he was the next in, in terms of his play style and his drive and his ambition in the game that he was the closest that 
that next generation was ever going to get to Michael Jordan. And then after hearing Jordan's speech talking about how Kobe would text him about footwork patterns at 2 o'clock in the morning and all these kinds yeah. of things, and how Jordan talked about how he, he felt like Kobe was his little brother and all right. this, I thought, well, that makes sense then. Like He really did pattern his game after Jordan, right. who is the greatest of all time. Uh, so For now. Yeah, for now. Well, yeah, until John Morant keeps going. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude, you know that's that guy. Right. Woo! Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or even, OBC uh, rise up. Or even homeboy uh, over there at the Pelicans, Zion Williamson. We'll oh, see. Yeah, yeah. He might be the next LeBron. John Morant might be the next Michael Jordan. Great. He's mm-hmm. sick. But, yeah, it, I mean, I had a lot of laundry, a lot of chores I was doing. So, I mean, it burned Might as well time. be watching. Had might a pot well of coffee going and, you know. Yeah. Watch the the Kobe thing. There was a lot of pink and or uh, purple and yellow butterflies. I didn't quite get that. There must be something for that. Yeah, it was for the it was really interesting to watch that versus the Michael Jackson memorial, which I also watched it's in, it in its entirety. Now, time out. Uh, uh, let's dig into this because okay. I think I think this is true. Okay, didn't you take off school to watch the Diana tribute, like the Diana Princess Diana? Wait, she died. <clears throat> Excuse me. She died when we were in high school, right? Sure. I don't remember. Did I? I, I could I could see that. I, I know Lady someone. Died. I know that someone took off a day of school to watch the I Princess remember Diana. when Princess Diana died because I used to there was the, a candle in the wind. Yeah. Uh-huh. I used to be the paper boy in my neighborhood and then um a friend of mine Steve took over uh, he was younger than me, and he took over. And I remember he went on vacation over Memorial Day and asked me to sub since I knew the route. And I went out at like it's your three neighborhood. Th- you ought to know the route. Yeah, I went out like three thirty in the morning to get the stack of papers, and on the very front cover was the crushed up Mercedes and Lady died dead mm. and whatever. I don't know. Thirty six. I don't know. August thirty first, nineteen ninety seven. Then we were in high school. Somebody I know. I was taking a lot of days off back then, so sure, very sure, likely. Sure. Yeah, but somebody I know took the whole day off to watch the memorial. I believe that yeah. well, Americans are insane about the royals. Of course they are. But what are we going to do when they get rid of the royals? What are we going to be into then? Because they're on their way out. You think so? Oh, yeah. It's over? Sure, for sure. So nothing really changed. You just thought it was touching. I thought it was... What do you think about these big displays? I mean, I know he has a lot of friends, and he's touched a lot of people. There's a lot of money in that room. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. That's kind of weird, though, right? I mean, to... Well, I think about, like, I watched Michael Jackson's memorial. I watched James Brown's memorial, which was awesome. Michael Jackson kissed James Brown in his coffin. It was crazy. (laughs) That does wild. (laughs) But James Brown's was more like a real funeral. It was, like, in a big, like, Baptist, like, temple-type thing in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. It was much more like a funeral. had Mm. killer choir. Uh, I watched Diana's funeral. I'm trying to think other big funerals that I've watched like that that have been on TV. The stadium ones are a little bit weirder, like Kobe's and Michael's being in big stadiums. I think Michael's might have been in the Staples Center, too. It was kind of weird. No coffin, none of that. All right. Michael's had a coffin. Well, I got to interrupt right here okay. because I just saw something. All First right. off, our next headline is Underwear Olympics. Before yes. we get into that. Because that takes place, the NFL Combine takes place in Indianapolis. In Naptown. I just opened NFL.com because I wanted to look up a couple things that I couldn't quite remember. Mm -hmm. The first headline I see 
made me lose my lunch a little. From Bolts Rivers? to Colts. Indy interested in QB Rivers. Don't say that. Yes. Oh, this is so delicious. I haven't even read the article. I'm just looking it's at it. It's happening, now. dude. It's Ballard are you gonna said, are you gonna leave? You gonna leave the Colts? No, of course not. Oh, oh so I'm you're getting a Phil Rivers? I'm hardly in there. Are you Stat- gonna get a Phil Rivers tattoo or jersey or both? <laughs> Can I get a tattoo of the jersey? Yes. The- that's I mean meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please do. One sleeve will be. Uh, just call me when you do it. I want. I'll hold your hand while you get it. One sleeve will be Chargers <laughs> and one sleeve will be horseshoes. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's going to be a delicious 20, $28 million two years. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. I can't. Okay. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk I about can't. the Indy Olympics. I got the schedule here. All right. You do Starting that. Starting today, I'm Thursday, just... February 27th, we got tight ends, quarterbacks, and wide receivers going through the drills. Friday, Place kickers, special teams, outside linebackers, and running backs. Saturdays, defensive line, linebackers. And Sunday, defensive backs. Sunday's the day to watch because it's the DBs that are the speed demons. Yeah. You want to see some flashes. Are they all, that's the only day they're running? That's, uh, DBs is just Sunday, March 1. Now, the most, the more interesting thing to me about the Combine Although, I don't know how much of the combine I'm going to watch now that Mike Mayock is on the Raiders and he's not going to be there. Pontific- I hate Mike Mayock. What? Yeah, go ahead. The guy's a psychic. He pontificates, and he is almost always correct. I hope that... No, that- because they say terrible things. Like, he says the same kind of stuff that Mel Kuyper says. Sir. Which is terrible. Sir, Mel Kuyper wishes he could hold... A candle to Mike Mayock. Here's not a chance. Mel Kiper and Mike Mayock in the same. Sentence? This is the things that they say, sir. This, all all draft prognosticators. Oh, I love I love these. Except though. except for Jim anyone, Rat or except, yes, yeah yeah. High motor, motor. <laughs> well spoken. Yeah. yeah, he's got a football it's all, mind. It's all a. Uh, Racial cue, absolutely, or whatever, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only people that you should listen to uh, this year is anybody that's saying saying Jalen Hurts is a sleeper. I'm getting to that franchise changing quarterback. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just. Saying. We'll talk about Jalen toward the end. Exhibit A on why Mel Kiper is the worst analyst. This oh, is I a, don't this is a real this. sentence. This is a real <laughs> sentence that he wrote. This was on February 18th. I like I like fourth round pick Jared Stidham's potential. This is from last year. I like 2019 fourth round Jared Stidham's potential, but I'm not sold on him as a long term starter. So just for, so we're clear, he both likes his potential but isn't sold on him. Yeah, right. He's good. It's, it's double talk. He's good. He's a be a good politician. Yeah. If he's good, Mel's like I saw his potential. But if he's bad, he's like, well, I was never sold on him anyway. Yep. That's what all these guys do. They're terrible. But you know what the most interesting thing I think about the underwear Olympics is mm-hmm. the Wonderlick test. Oh yeah. Well. So no. for our listeners that aren't uh, aren't familiar with the Lund- uh, Wonderlick. Contemporary cognitive ability. We're taking tests. this next year. We're taking. You can the, take it online. We're taking the Wonderlick. Uh, it's Wonder a popular Lickin. group intelligence test used to assess group a, intelligence. Yeah, group intelligence test. Like you used and I to take ass, it together. Assess the learning and problem solving aptitude of prospective employees for a range of occupations. So, I have a short list here of the highs and lows of the players that you and I will both probably be fairly familiar with. Yep. And the Wonderlick. Jalen Hurts, off the charts. Uh, 
Top three Wonderlick scores of all time. You ready? A 50. John Elway. Uh, John Elway. Nope. A 50. Pat uh, McCooley, McCooley, a punter, scored a 50. Oh, out of? I think that's the top. Well, I don't know out of what, but this is the top score by NFL players at the Combine on the Wonderlick. Okay. Number two, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Harvard grad, quarterback, mm-hmm. scored a 48. Yeah. Also, also scoring a 48, tight end, Ben Watson. Okay. Okay, now let's go to the... Patriot. Let, the, he is a pat. Now let's go to the under, other end of the spectrum, shall we? Scoring a total of six... Jamarcus Russell. ...on the Wonderlick. Big fan of the Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> buying out plane tickets to get all his homeboys on there and nobody else. Uh, played for the University of Texas and then played for two to three short seasons in Tennessee. We're coming in. Vince Young yeah, scored yeah. a six. Yeah. Now, you know who else scored a six? Frank Gore, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Future Hall of Famer, Frank Gore. And the lowest Wonderlick Might score. Might even still be playing next year. Who knows? I hope he does. The, <laughs> the lowest recorded Wonderlick score in the NFL Combine. Bayou Bangle, defensive back Morris Claiborne, with a whopping total of four. <laughs> really? <laughs> he scored a four. Now... To put this into some kind of context, I got a list of occupations and the average score per occupation. Snoop, you're you're uh, near the top if I can group you in with system analysts. System analysts. Sure, we'll do that. That's a 32. Oh, nice. Okay, great. Chemist, 31. Uh-huh. We'll go down here. Engineer. Who's top? A system analyst. Oh, nice. As an average of 32. Okay. Uh, we'll go down here to an average of 29. We've got engineers and programmers. Yeah, that sounds about an right. An average of 28. I'm definitely smarter than them. Average of 28, <laughs> accountant, executive, reporter, and teacher. Okay, uh, good to know. 28's got it. So 20, I've, got, I've got my wife by four points. There you go. Got it. <laughs> 27's copywriter, investment analyst, and librarian. Oh. 26, electronics technician. 25, salesperson. Who's taking this wonderlick? 24, secretary, 23, dispatcher, drafter, and electrician, uh-huh. 22, nurse, maybe that's why the coronavirus is spreading, uh, <laughs> ouch, 22, ouch. bank you, teller. I wear whatever ribbon color I'm supposed to wear for uh, yeah, you. Yeah, what is it, like checkerboard, checkered, <laughs> herringbone, uh, 21, cashier, firefighter, clerical worker, machinist, receptionist, and train conductor, mm. 18, craftsman. Uh, 17, security guard. 15, warehouseman. I didn't even know that was a word. I'm a warehouseman. And 14, janitor. Seems a little uh, prejudice, but hey. Hey, yeah, What do you know? Okay, so in the NFL, quarterbacks average 25.9, running backs 17.5. It's because they use their head as a battering ram. Wide receivers, 19.7. They go go into the league at (laughs) 17.5. Yes. They leave the league at a Frank Gore's whopping six. Six. Tight ends, 26.7. Offensive line, 26.8. DN 22-3, D tackle 22-4, linebacker 23-6, DB 18-9. So, the highest Wonderlick scores offensive line. This seems, uh, again, uh, a lot of white folks on there, so there's probably some uh, racial profiling that goes along with the Wonderlick test. But doesn't this uh, 
I I don't even remember what I was going to say at this point. It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. What? The Wonderlick test. Who's taking this Wonderlick test? Like all those other I just read profiles. the definition of the Wonderlick test. No, 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 test. but all the other profiles, I've never had to take a Wonderlick for any job. The Wonderlick Contemporary Cognitive Ability Gosh. Test is a popular group intelligence test used to assess le- the learning and problem-solving aptitude of prospective employees for a range of occupations. I understand. Now, Have Picture you ever Framer to- is not on here. Picture Framer. Picture fr- I'll put your pictures away. <laughs> There's. It's not on there. Picture Framer is probably about a seven. <laughs> just just north of Frank Gore. Just above Frank Gore. Yeah, just north. If you just had any, any sort of uh, aptitude for football... Could have been a running back. The running back. Blown people away. Mowed yeah. them down. Yeah. You ever heard Frank Gore talk? Yes, I have. Well, I've heard Frank Gore try to talk. <laughs> Fair. He's got. He's definitely from Florida. He is. He's, he's got, got a real drawl. Yep. So the same with, have you ever heard uh, the uh, top wide receiver coming out of the University of Alabama in the draft, Jerry Judy, talk? He is also from Swampland, Florida. Yeah. It is difficult to understand what he is saying. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even do a Florida swamp accent. This is why because we need it's ra- not the Creole. It's why we need Rowdy. This it's not yeah. the Creole. It's right. not the Bama that the Bama yeah. thing. It's not the Mississippi yeah. thing or the Tennessee Virginia kind of Appalachia, yeah. Georgia molasses. The slow, know? but draw. Florida is its own animal, right? Yeah. yeah, it's and Florida's not the South. What is it? Florida. <laughs> it's a foreign country, sir. So it's so bad that it's the hanging sa- Chad. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the hanging Chad of the South. <laughs> yeah. So Florida's so bad that the South won't even recognize it's America's it. donger. <laughs> Just we won't even we don't acknowledge it as a southern. It's southern. not. No, it's its own thing. I've heard it, of this, it's got I've a lot of Spanish it, and Cuban influence. But I've also like, heard it referenced as the South. That's true. Yeah. Like as you go further south. Yeah. I've heard it referenced as the Southeast. Yeah. Like, not even the South. It's just considered the Southeast. It's like Maryland. Is Maryland the South? Yes, absolutely. You think so? Yeah. Maryland? Yeah. Just because of the Mason-Dixon? Washington, D.C. is a Southern city. And well, it's a swamp city for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a Southern city. Yeah. I mean, it's closer to Virginia than anything else. I'd consider Virginia, parts of Virginia, distinctly South. It yeah. depends on how you want to define the South. Are you defining the South growth like on... Uh, okay, how about this? Dixie. What southern states are not part of Dixie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Virginia at that point is probably... Not Dixie. Not Dixie. What about but the Carolinas? Definitely. But Florida? I don't even know. Kentucky? It's Kentucky Dixie? Yeah, for sure. You think? Yeah. See, I don't think so. Uh, Tennessee. Yes. That's the borderline. Maybe not Kentucky. Yeah. It depends on... like I saw once there was a graph of how you define the South based on where like kudzu is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like and that, uh, ecologically. And that, yeah, and that yeah. that digs into southern. So Indiana. we're talking about like, uh, yeah, we're talking about like frost limits and, yeah. and the such, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I would I wouldn't consider Oklahoma Dixie, but no. it's definitely got some. Um, Oklahoma's not the South. Well, it's got Texas some, is it's not. Got some, Texas is not the South either. Texas is Texas. Texas is Texas, but Oklahoma has tendencies. It has Texas tendencies too. Oklahoma's the plains. Yeah. I think I put Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska in kind of the same no, same group. You've gone too far south. Oklahoma is its own thing. It's it's more Texas than it is Kansas. I give you that. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? I agree with that. What, what do you think we... the weather's like in Oklahoma right now? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let's get back to this thing. This uh, the underwear Olympics. First off, let's talk Jalen Hurts. 
Did you say that you've got some? All right. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the uh, uh, what is it? What do I do at the end? Mm -hmm. Hot boy? No, that's not right. Ball boy. Ball boy of the week. Jalen Hurts was gonna be my ball boy, and because because I know you love Jalen Hurts, I love. And I'll just do my ball boy right now instead of at the end. Six one two twenty two. Six one two twenty two. Power lifter. Power lifter. But the most impressive thing about Jalen Hurts hands. And this is the thing that I would uh, bet you a thousand dollars on two years ago, and I would have lost my ass today. (laughs) Is that not one of the thirty two NFL teams asked Jalen Hurts to consider playing a different position? Wow, that's impressive. That wow. is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking good. He's your boy. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is the next Russell Wilson. I've said it. I've said it on the air. I will say it again and again. You put him in the right Russell position. Wilson and Tiki Barber and Shane Alexander all got that kind of look to him. That like soft melon head eyeball look to him. Jalen What's Hurts a melon does head eyeball? Like they're the melon all, head eyeball. They're all they're all like <laughs> bald, and they got that like soft looking head and those well, big deer doe yeah, eyes, yeah, yeah. and they're kind yeah. of freaky looking. Hurts Hurts is is doesn't have that look. Man, you look at Jalen Hurts, the jump he made from his from his 2018 to his 2019 season when he transferred. Had a, oh, you mean when he started playing against Big 12 defenses? He did start playing against <laughs> Big 12 defenses. But as I mentioned, he did have more interceptions in that year, but he had more touchdowns and he had hey, more. I'm rooting for him. He, I'm not a believer, he, but I'm rooting for him. He had more average yards uh, per attempt. He almost exactly. I think you love Lincoln Riley and not Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> Not like that. I'm just saying in terms of what he does with quarterbacks. Yes, I think, yes, that's the other thing. You go from a system, I mean, Russell Wilson went from the ACC to the Big Ten and he improved his his stats year over year because he was asked to do something else and he had a system that more mirrored what his talents were. And I think Jalen Hurts did the same thing and he can go into the league and do go into the NFL and do the same thing. Jalen Hurts is a fairly... Fourth round? He's a fairly accurate passer. Yeah. Fourth round. I'd say fourth round. Where's uh, he going? Man, Patriots. Oh. How about the Colts? <laughs> I that's what I want. Him, that's you? what I want to Give happen. Him. I want Jalen Hurts to Tell Phil Rivers to keep, just go to church and stay there want, and get Jalen Hurts. I want Jalen Hurts to Oh my gosh, yeah. I want Jalen Hurts to go to the Colts so bad. Uh, it's weird for me to say. I mean, if he was at you know Alabama what, you know, and I saw this again, I would say the same thing, but he had uh, what he had almost 1300 rushing yards yeah uh, he had what over 3000 uh passing yards passing yards how many TDs how many touchdowns uh he had 32 touchdowns he had uh passing or total 32 passing wow. and rushing he had uh another 21 touchdowns oh that's from yeah so he's great he's amazing he's 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 6'1". So the other thing is Russell Wilson's like 5'11", right? right? And then you've got like Drew Brees, which yeah, is like 5'10", 5'11". Yeah, Russell Wilson and I are about 11. the same height, I would say. So and he's got the height, the same he's got the power. The only thing that I would give him a hit for is, especially at Oklahoma... Personality? No, not at all. Baker Mayfield. Come on, man. Yeah. The, the, I know. Baker Mayfield's got a lot of personality. <laughs> I think you're doing that backwards. <laughs> Jalen Hurts has the personality of a tree star. <clears throat> That's fine. Winners. He's yeah. just a winner. He's concentrated. Everywhere he goes, he's a winner. He Focused. does. He does duck his head a little early after he does his reads, 
And he, oh, he, he does likes, reads now? He likes to run a little too fast uh-huh. right now. But, yes, I mean, it's, it's the first year under Leak and Riley's system. I, I'll give him a pass. Hey, I wish him the best. I wish he had figured all this out when he was still in Tuscaloosa. But, I, hey. He was constrained. He was constrained oh, you by, think? by Nick. Yeah. He was constrained by Nick. That's not his fault. By Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. You know how you know how conservative Lane Kiffin is. Yeah, he was very constrained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Sark too. <laughs> yeah, very. You know, yeah, yeah. He, they're just very sober. Uh, right, uh, sober uh, players. play callers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, did it happen to mention in any of your uh, 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 research hand size for anyone? Yeah. Tua Tagovailoa has two different size hands. What? He has a nine inch hand and a nine and a half inch hand. Which one's his throwing his hand? I don't remember which one's larger. He's a left handed thrower. <laughs> what are they measuring? Bottom of the palm to top of the middle finger? I think it's no. It's from it's here from, to here. Uh, it's from tip Let's get a tape measure out. It's from tip of your thumb to the tip of your uh, pinky. Pinky. What do you got? Dead air. You got dead air. Eight and three eighths. <laughs> oh, you're never going to make it in the league, no. friend. <laughs> no. All right. What do you think? Uh, eight and a half. Oh, my. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably eight and a so half. So he had nine and, Joe a, Bur- a nine and nine and a half. Joe and, Burrow had like six inch hands. Six inch yeah. Trump hands. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. He looked like Kristen. He could throw the ball, but he, his yeah, hands be small. I eat shrimps yeah. bigger than his hands. We play with the junior ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nine inch hands. Everybody's freaking out about this. Why? Who cares? Can he throw? Yeah. They Is think he they, a winner? They said uh, similar hands. Ryan Tannehill had nine inch hands. Jared Goff had nine inch hands. Uh, it's so stupid. I don't understand. All these measurements. Don't you think? Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't think it. The the greatest indication, if you look at correlation between NFL success uh, and any other measurement, the greatest correlation you have is what did they do in college? Yeah, because especially on the quarterback they position. Won. Well, not Jalen Hurts won. Not just Joe winning, Burrow's won. But if you're <coughs> if you're accurate, which is why I hate Trash Allen so much. He was not accurate. He never passed. You know where he's really not accurate on laterals. He yeah, he's not he's not accurate. <laughs> he he's like uh he's not accurate at at all the passes that you would make in the league now. From 10 to 20 yards no. is he's least accurate right. within that position within, within that frame. Where you know who's very accurate in that frame of the field? I'm um, against Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, you got it right, friend. Yeah. He's going to be great. He's he's uh greatest greatest yeah I'll say it, greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> is he gonna be the greatest Alabama quarterback ever? Uh, There's some big ones. Joe Namath is uh, Kenny Stabler, Bart Starr, uh-huh. Joe Namath. Yeah, no. Now notice I named all Alabama quarterbacks from the '60s and '70s. Right, right. <laughs> they're all white. Jake Coker. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Blake Sims. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> John uh, John Parker Wilson. Gosh. <laughs> Uh, who's your other boy that the, you, you Mac bring? Jones? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's Mac Jones' team to lose this year. <laughs> yeah. That's why Cass was texting me earlier this week. I said, hey, it's Mac Jones' team to lose this year. Well, speaking of Alabama. Yeah, let's hear it. Kirby finally gets his man. He did. He finally got Scott Cochran, our strength and conditioning coach, who is an animal. He screams and yells. He holds up four fingers in the fourth quarter for the entire quarter, mm-hmm. uh, every game. 
He gets all those guys pumped up and jacked during the summer, puts on that 20 pounds of beef, gets those protein shakes cooking. He is now Kirby Smart's special teams coach for the Georgia Bulldogs. So that seems strange, right? Kirby tried to snake him when Kirby went to Georgia two years ago. And if I remember correctly, Scott Cocker was making somewhere between $200,000 and $250,000 a year as the strength and the conditioning coach in Alabama. That seems low for Alabama, doesn't it? When Kirby tried to snipe him, Saban gave him seven fifty. Oh, there we go. And I guess that uh, Saban... You know who we need to get? Coach Feld from Oregon. We need to fill the sleeves fill of Tuscaloosa. Okay, so I brought this up before. You really think Aaron Feld from Oregon plays in T-Town? The, you really think he'd probably that, have to cut that handlebar off? He got and the hair. Uh, I think the hair could play. He's just ne- morphing into some Bama bangs. He's, he's just lay it down, get the goop out of it, and let it lay down. Look like Bama bangs. It'll be. He's fine. never gonna find uh, the perfect barrel aged, old fashioned with uh, artisanal maraschino cherries. Well, I, okay, it, point taken, sir. In Tuscaloosa, point taken. yes, he's got His a, pants will be a little too tight. He's got a certain way of life that he's used to in Eugene, it's Oregon. True. Uh, and There's not enough live edge tables in Tuscaloosa for his taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no farm stands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you, you guys tell me? You don't have any myrtle wood down here? What the hell's <laughs> yeah. the deal? Yeah, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, it'll think- be interesting because Alabama matches up against UGA in Week Three this season. Yeah, that's the crossover game for Bama this year. Georgia. So you think Scott Cochran? Let's let's talk about Scott Cochran. Let's I don't know. talk about. Let's talk about uh, strength and conditioning coaches in general. Let's do it. So there, I think we've talked about this before, but I, uh, at least off the air, I know we have. They are the coach that has the most access to That's the right. players throughout the season, almost especially the, whole calendar the off season. Year. Yeah. yeah, they are usually young, mm-hmm. um, jacked, jacked, obvious, hyper, obs, yeah. horse, <laughs> yes. most of the time, right. So these are the guys that you use really for recruiting. Yeah. So that's Kirby's play. So that's you think that's Kirby's play. That so. Scott Cochran is is locked in on some players that know his system and, or his strength and conditioning yes. system. And honestly, if you've watched UGA with any kind of closeness over the last two years, special teams was by far their weakest unit. Yeah. Their punt return. Does was he not know? Does great. Scott Cochran know anything about? I'm not sure. Or is that this surprised just, or is me this when he gave like him that position? Yeah. That surprised me. I didn't know he knew anything about special teams. Or is this just like a? Is this just a, a millennial uh, move that he's jumping ship to just boomerang back to Alabama in a year or two? But now he's been a special teams coach for two years. Oh, so, so now he can make that two point two or whatever. Now he got that two point two. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah. But he's gonna. How many how many players do you think follow a coach like Scott Cochran from Alabama to Georgia? Because at this point, not now. Well, and we're oh, recruiting's over, right? Recruiting. I mean, so, signing's over, right? But, but right, both signing days have already happened, right? Yes, yeah. both signing days have yeah. already happened. But do you think any recruits like next year's? Class, because he's already made those connections. That will be interesting to see. That, I don't that know. He can get to come over, and I mean. Honestly, if Scott Cochran comes into my living room and talks to my parents and tells me that I could be a great gunner, 
You're just like he's sleeping with my mom. I'm just I, <laughs> well. I'm just thinking. Well, like, this marriage is I don't <laughs> want to go from you know Mobile or Dothan Island, Alabama to Athens, Georgia oh, to I would. to run down the field and get CTE. Uh, you know, four or five, six times a game. Oh, I don't so want to play special teams. So you think I want to start. So you think this is a bad move for him as far as recruiting goes? Because now he's not in the weight. That's a right. really good point. He's not in the way. He's weight recruiting room. special teamers. He's not getting the personal touch anymore. He's not he going in getting. talking to the Trent Richardson, oh, Mark okay. Ingram's, Julio Joneses to just get him in the weight room. He's trying to get you to run down there and spear somebody and collapse your spine. Okay, so here's what Kirk Herbstreet said. Oh, well, here's the authority. Yeah, bre- breaking news. Yeah. Uh, what is Poison it? Poison Nut. Pulitzer Prize winning Kirk Herbstreet. Oh, please. Peabody Award winning. Pulitzer Pie winning Kirk <laughs> yeah. Herbstreet. Uh, I think one thing people need to keep in mind, Scott did such a good job of the branding of who he is and what Alabama strength program is. They've gone out and recruited high-level players and bringing them in and being part of the development is Scott Cochran. In his own mind, he wanted to go. He said, hey, I want to get on the field and coach. It seems like this has been going on for a while. Saban did not necessarily look at that as an option. He said, hey, you're great in your lane, and we prefer to keep you there. Once Kirby that left... That means he can't coach. Or uh, Saban just saw the value of him being where he was because he got, like we've talked about, he had the high touch yeah. on the players. Once Kirby left, I think it set the wheels in motion, even though he kept doing a good job with the strength program, and I think he is vying for a way to get on the field as a coach and maybe one day becoming a head coach. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to watch this one quite closely. Uh, I would like to think that if he had potential as an on-the-field coach that Saban would have looked at it, but you may be right. Maybe he liked him in the weight room. Maybe Maybe he liked him recruiting that way, Mm -hmm. handling the guys during the offseason when he can't be around them. Mm, You have the soft skills necessary. And Kirby's wanted him since the beginning, since he left. Finally got him. Finally got him. Got his man. He's a bulldog. Got his man. So what is happening in Chapel Hill? What is happening? Roy Williams is having a meltdown. Have you watched some of his pressers this season? Yeah, man. He has blamed everybody. He's blamed himself. And then yep. he started blaming players. Yep. So the most untalented a most team untalented he's ever team. had. Yeah. Most untalented wow. team he's ever had. Kirk. And that's when they were 500. Yeah. Now they're 11-17. Yeah. But it gets better. <laughs> Does because it? Because in the ACC, they're 4-13. and 13. Oh, wow. Allow me to run down the list quite quickly. Gotcha. Of all the teams they've lost to this season. Okay. Michigan, Ohio State, Virginia, Walford, Gonzaga, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Clemson, Pitt again, Virginia Tech, uh, Boston College, Florida State, Duke, Wake Forest, Virginia, Notre Dame, and Louisville. But somehow they swept NC State. Who yeah, who Molly Wallace Duke last uh, yeah. last week? Well, and there and to give to give uh, the Tar Heels credit, Duke was a ninety eight ninety six game. Yeah, it was a close one. And Walford was a is it Walford or Wolford? Walford Walford sixty eight sixty four Walford Terriers. But they have also. But Walford's good. Walford, remember some, how good Walford was last yeah, year? They've had some beatdowns, like the Demon Deacons beat them 74 57. Dead last in the ACC. Dead last. What is happening? And this, is, this could be the first losing season for Roy Williams in 32 years. Wow. I kind of, I'm kind of enjoying this. Yeah. 
I don't know why. A little I'm, Schadenfreude. Yeah, maybe. Schad- I, Schadenfreude. I've never really disliked, or I've kind of been disinterested in the Tar Heels for most of my college basketball watching mm-hmm. years. Um, I don't know. Roy Williams just kind of seems like a Colonel Sanders type character, <laughs> like a good old uh, Southern gentleman, sergeant kind of uh-huh. uh, kind of dude, uh-huh. uh, old school kind of guy. I, and maybe it's just the uh, the hate in my heart that likes to see somebody now, like this just kind of melt down. But uh, everybody needs like that moment where they hit this rock is bottom. A humbling, yes, humbling moment. Now, if Roy I rem- Williams, if I remember right, they were ranked in the top ten a to pre-season? start the season. Yes, yes. they yes. were ranked as high. They yes. were ranked sixth mm-hmm. in week. I was going to say I thought they were top five, but yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. we, uh, yep. They were. They started the season two and zero, oh, and they were. They moved up from ninth to sixth, and they what were is top five in week. Three. What's the problem? It cannot be money. Money's not. The I problem, think the problem right? is, uh, yeah, the recruiting kids actually, is the problem. No, kids actually had to start doing their homework this year. You think? I have no idea. Academics. I, I have. Uh, I. I mean, they can get one. anybody they want, right? Yeah, Pretty much. For sure. And they have been. They re- they had a high recruiting class. I think they had uh, a couple. This happened to. Uh, I mean, Jeremy uh, Lamb's taking the rest of the year off for the Pacers, and he was a Tar Heel, so yeah. right? Or was he at UConn? He was at UConn. Oh yeah, sorry, never mind. Uh, they did this, or um, Calipari had this happen uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, but it makes sense Kentucky. with Calipari because he's got all seventeen-year-olds starting. Right, but I think like they had Leaky Black. Well, like Leaky Black was this had him last year. He didn't step up. He hasn't stepped up this year. Uh, I think Garrison Brooks is a freshman this year, and he hasn't been quite as good as people thought he would be. So I think it's it's that. I think it's a lot of the players that they. So had. it is the talent. Yeah. What's but I don't the strategy th- from Coach Williams though by saying this is the most untalented team I've ever had? I don't. You know what? I don't What's know. The play there? I don't know if there is. I think that he he's 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 losing it. He's losing it. Yeah. He's he has no idea how to handle losing losing the yeah. situation. He's never been in. He's he doesn't know out. what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. You know, my boy Jerry, Jerry Tarkanian, uh-huh. Tark the Shark. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually wearing a shirt tonight. I'm nice. wearing a shirt with an 85 year old man on it. <laughs> uh, had his first. Uh, it wasn't even a losing season. First season he ever uh, lost or won less than twenty games. He quit. Maybe this is the end of Roy Williams. Maybe Roy Williams just says I'm done. Just right off in I'm the just, sunset. I'm not doing it anymore. I can't do it. Wow. I mean, this the first time in how many years that he's been unranked and I mean, eleven and seventeen right now, dead last in the ACC. Four and thirteen in the ACC. Four and thirteen. I in mean, the you're Come done. On. You're yeah. not making the tournament. Yeah. Two of those are against NC State. So that's right. Yeah. What else we got? I can't. I can't dwell on this anymore. Where are we? I can't talk. Talk baby blue anymore. Uh, something. There's something here in. Uh, oh, Russian. Russian. Paka. What's that mean? Paka to Maria Sharapova. It means so long in Russian. Was she ever I did good? A Google Translate. I'm glad you asked that because I have the stats <laughs> written down right here. Maria Sharapova played 28 years of professional tennis. Are you serious? 28 years. When did she start? When she was like seven? Well, probably probably uh, 10 or 11. Wow. Uh, five, I had no idea. Five Grand Slam titles. Singles Grand Slam titles. You ready? Australian Open in 08. 
French Open in 12 and 14, Wimbledon in 4, and the U.S. Open in 06. Now, she also won in 03 and 04 a doubles title in the Australian Open, and in 03 a U.S. Open title for doubles. Over her career, she has a 79% winning percentage. Wow. She was never great, but Maria Sharapova was good. What'd she score Very on the Wonderlick? I don't know. I bet she'd score pretty high. You know her net worth? Because she got that jewelry and that candy. $28.6 million. $195 million. Get out of here. That's what we like to call in Russia. Is that her an net oligarch. worth or is that her overall winnings? That's her net career worth. winnings. That is not her career winnings. That is her net worth. She got a jewelry line and a candy line. She got what kind of candy? Maria Sharapova candy. <laughs> that ain't even true. Sugar, is that true? Sugary candies. Oh, it's true. What kind is it chocolate? No, I think it's candies. <laughs> Like a hard, like a sucking candy, like a sucking candy, yeah, <laughs> like, a, like a lemon head, yeah, or like a lollipop or some kind of cert action. I mean, uh, Computron that. I'm about but, to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I always like Maria Sharapova. How tall you think Maria is? Six four two. Ah, Six, she's my two. height. Yeah, Sugar Pova. Sugar Pova told you. <laughs> Get it, girl. It's probably wow. like candied beets. She's a Russian, right? Chocolate truffles, gummy game ons, chocolate covered gummy lips. That sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. No, so there's a so she has a chocolate shop and a gummy shop. So in the gummy shop, she has She got in that marijuana market yet? Because this one ninety five could go up to about two sixty overnight. Did you see that uh, article on uh I can't remember if it was the Indie Star that they were saying a lot of uh Indie residents are going up to Michigan to buy oh, their yeah. illegal weed, and yeah. they're just bringing it back. Yeah. Hello. what they think was going to happen? Yeah. Illinois yeah. now, too. Right. This isn't a confederacy. Right. Quirky pink grapefruit gummy lips, flirty strawberry cream gummy lips. Yeah, it's very girly. Sassy sour tart, cherry also, gummy lips, I also, smitten sour blue, and yes, milk chocolate smitten covered sour. What do you, milk chocolate covered... Oh, they're out of stock. Mint chocolate covered gummy lips. I, that doesn't sound no gummy good. with mint and chocolate. No, yeah. I saw a, uh, a short little YouTube thing oh, a couple months back when I was I got on this channel real late at night about like celebrities' homes. Her home in Florida was it? Oh, is, was it Architecture Digest? Yes. Yeah. AD. AD. Yeah. yeah. AD is dope. It's because they're little like eight minute clips. <laughs> yeah. Her home in Florida is dope. Yeah. She, you know what she invests in? Fine art. Maria, give me a call. Her and uh, I know Steve all that Martin. art needs a treatment. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. Put a We're frame on it. On this Hashtag put a frame on it. <laughs> this beautiful uh, sample wall. Frame sample wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get over here, Sugar Got some Pova. Waterleaf Guild. Get over here, all Sugar for you. She has a sporty uh, gum, a sporty mix gum. She was really the a, first huge businesswoman in tennis. I like the gumballs. They look like little tennis balls. That's oh, clever. Oh, that's, that's, that's good clever. idea. That's like clever. Like those little home run gumballs you used to get at White River uh, League? Yeah. Those little were, League? Those were just the trash. And those they? like uh, three-foot-long licorice ropes? Licorice ropes, oh, yeah. Man, those were the bomb. And yeah. fun dips? Yeah. Oh, fun dips are still great. You know... Yeah, they really are. My wife doesn't like fun dips. Well... That's not and American. She, she, uh, our kid got one. They don't have pulled them it out, Dixie. and she's like, "These are gross." I bet you love them. And I was like, "I do love the, them." And the chalk sticks are the best. They're part. the best part. Yeah, yeah it's I could like, do without the dust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for you're sure. Feeling, yeah, you're I'm speaking, all about it. You're speaking my language. All right. All so about it. What else we got? Good Last, luck to you, Maria. We got five minutes. What we got? 
Run, Jimmy, run. Let's do it. All right. So Jim Walmsley, uh, probably the greatest uh, ultra marath- U.S. ultra marathoner right now, is running in the uh, Olympic marathon qualifying race in Atlanta, Georgia, this Sunday. Okay, I was going to say, is it soon? Because it's about to get hotter than hell in Atlanta. It to is going to get hot. It is. Yeah, it's this, I believe it's this Sunday. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so... He is has never run the marathon distance. He's known for running. That's insane. He has a. It's uh, just a training jog. It's a, a training jog for yeah. him. Yeah, he just he just like pulls out honeys on the weekend. Right. He just he will drop twenty six miles on a Tuesday. Right. Uh, in the mountains Before at altitude breakfast. in Flagstaff, Arizona. He's yeah. like he's never run an organized. Uh, marathon race, which Insane. is so odd for ultra marathoners, because usually you do this progression where you you run a half marathon, maybe or a marathon, and then you go maybe to a fifty k, and then from there. No, I mean Jim Walmsley just like jumped right in. He's he's running hundred milers. He has uh, set the record twice at Western States one hundred, which is like the preeminent. That's the Sierra Nevada race. Yeah, Sierra Nevada yeah. race, preeminent hundred mile race. Uh, he set the record at 14 hours, 30 minutes in 2018, and then broke his own record next year, 14 hours, nine minutes Jeez. in 2019. And he felt like he It's hard could, to sleep for 14 hours, much less run. Less, yeah, 100 <laughs> miles. Uh, it's a cliche to say, but people say it to ultra marathoners, ultra runners all the time. I don't even like driving that far. Right. He, well, he, we're Midwesterners, so we're used you to You were it. used to that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a hundred miles in fourteen hours. So he, this is his first attempt. I think he qualified. He had a a half marathon qualifying time at Houston. He ran the half marathon in one hour four minutes flat. So a two oh eight marathon. A two oh eight marathon. Jeez. Yeah. Which he's he said he's hitting two ten in his current. And what'd you say the qualifying was? Qualifying is under two twenty. It was two nineteen okay. was 219. Qual- qualifying time. But you had to hit. I think and that's was, just for the United States. Just United States okay. qualifying time. So he. This is happening in Atlanta, like you said. It's gonna get hot. Yep. It's not gonna be hot this but weekend. Not in I February. Don't yeah. It's uh. Yeah. It is Sunday, March first, oh, seven a.m. Okay. They start. Yeah. So Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got that right. He is. He's kind of a dark horse in this thing. Is he? Yeah. But. This marathon has, for a marathon, has a lot of elevation. Really? It's not going to sound like a lot. 13. I mean, he he runs, you know. Uh, I mean, thousands of 45, feet, 45,000 right? yeah. feet of elevation. 60,000 feet of elevation is like typical for one of these races. This has 1,300 uh, feet of elevation over the yeah, entire dude, course. Man, it's running 12, 12 miles vertically over the 100. Over the 100, yeah. yeah. So he's used to this. Yeah. So. If he has a chance in this race, it is because there is a there are a lot of hills in Atlanta, and he has a chance to make the team. He's saying, "You're hearing." I'm hearing. People are saying <laughs> he's running two tens right now in pra- in 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 uh, practice. So, and that's probably. I mean, in practice, you're not going full tilt like you would in a competition, right? No, 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 no. You're not. And so he he could make the team. Now, what I don't know is, does this... Uh, this is for Tokyo? This is for Tokyo 2020. Does this uh, validate ultra running as these guys are athletes and it's not a separate sport? Like, they can go to any... Uh, they can kind of go to any 
uh, distance and, yes. and, and compete? Or does this just say, this is how weak the field is in the U.S., that this guy uh, come in? Well, um, no, man, because if you're running 100 at a clip with that much elevation change, with poles... Sometimes right? with poles. Sometimes, sometimes with, with poles. poles. But definitely with a vest. Yeah, because you got to have your water and your mm-hmm. Snickers bars and your Doritos and your just clumps of mayonnaise. And, <laughs> clumps of mayonnaise. Yeah. Uh, rice balls. Rice the balls. Rice balls are a thing. Peanut butter pouches yeah. and whatnot. I mean, now there's something to be said about road running, flat kind of track, that, that kind of thing. But now in the Olympics, the marathon is a road course, right? Correct. It's yeah. not on the track. Right. Yeah. No, it's I think that's to his advantage. So he last year he set the it wasn't a world record. I think it was the, I forget how they qualified it, but he was trying to set a world re- record for the hundred mile distance or the hundred k. I can't remember which one it was, but he said he didn't have it, so he only ran the fifty mile distance, and he broke broke the world record at four hours fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he ran fifty miles, dude. Yeah, he's in. You think so? Yeah, automatic. He's in. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think he's in. Well, I'm going to keep track of this for yeah. sure. Is it going to be on TV? It will be on TV. It'll oh, be on NBC. I'll put an eye on NBC it. Sports starts okay. at 7 a.m. But you probably won't have to start watching until about 8:30. That's okay. w- that's when it starts wrapping up. Fair enough. So right Galen Rupp. The Galen Rupp is the uh, the the uh, favorite in the thing. Okay. Yeah, I think he's the current American record holder. So I love it. All right, so that's it. We did it. We did sports episode 128. Correct. Did I get it? You got it. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mike, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is just Jalen Hurts. One more time. I love it. <laughs> Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday, sometimes with Rowdy, where we will ask, how about some sports? Well, how about it?